A local school board election is making national news as parents in a Dallas suburb unite to push critical race theory out of the curriculum. Could this be the beginning of a backlash against wokeness in our schools? Friends, it's time for Hold the Line. Welcome to Hold the Line. I'm Buck Sexton. Finally, some pushback against the CRT madness where people did something, right? We all talk about this on the right. We complain about it, but some folks got together in one school district of South Lake, uh, about a few minutes, 30 minutes maybe outside of downtown Dallas, and they decided they were going to take control and boot CRT out of the curriculum, critical race theory, which is the toxic, highly divisive, and intellectually flimsy theory. Come, it, was, it was started by a couple of third-tier academics, really in the, well, it, got, it caught some ground in the 90s. Some people will take it all the way back to uh, the 70s and the 60s. But it's a relatively new version of Marxism. That's all it is. It's Marxism with race instead of class as the central dividing point and that's what CRT see, uh, seeks to do. Turn people against each other and say that some races have some things, other races have other things within the system, right? That there's a systemic racism that is influencing the way that people's lives are going. Uh, and it's all based on a racism that they won't tell us where exactly or who's guilty of it, but the system is guilty of it. Well, it turns out some people have decided enough is enough. And that telling eight-year-olds or 10-year-olds that because of their whiteness, they need to confront white supremacy, even though they're just kids and they're just learning about life and things around them, uh, that this is madness. The NBC headline was in a bitterly divided election in South Lake, Texas. Opponents of anti-racism education win big. Look at the way they frame that. Opponents of anti-racism education. No, opponents of Marxist critical race theory. Opponents of teaching kids that everything that the left doesn't like can be termed white supremacy. That America is a bad country with an evil history because of slavery and segregation. And we've done nothing, it seems, according to the left, to get past it, make up for it. There's nothing to celebrate in America. There's only division and anger and separation. Well, that's not the country that you or I live in. And it's certainly not the view that we would want taught to children in schools. This is the greatest, freest country in the world. It's not perfect. It does have moral stains on its history, like the legacy of slavery. That was also some period of time ago. But critical race theory is seeking for a Marxist redistribution of power, really, based upon whatever it decides is fair with this construct of a race-first society. The first distinction that must be made according to critical race theorists is what is your race? That determines what you're allowed to say, who should get what jobs, who should have to pay what kind of taxes or even pay reparations. This is madness. And some people are finally saying it. Mitch McConnell, not exactly a right-wing firebrand, but he spoke up on this issue. Here's what he said. Mitch McConnell said, families did not ask for this divisive nonsense. Voters did not vote for it. Americans never decided our children should be taught that our country is inherently evil. Now, you see, this is really a, an issue of focus. It's almost like an issue of editorial emphasis. Uh, yes, children should be taught in schools 
about slavery, the evils of slavery that should be taught about segregation and Jim Crow. But that shouldn't be the entire lens through which they see all of America today, which is what critical race theory does. That's the whole point. It takes the worst of the past and uses that as a lens for everything going on now and claims the only way to address the previous wrongs done by people who aren't even alive anymore, mind you, and haven't been for a long time, is for people today to be treated differently under the law based upon their skin color. Critical race theory is a pseudo-intellectual justification for racism as a matter of law. Should we be teaching kids that in school? I don't think so. But they want to teach it to kids in school. You know the 1619 Project, which real historians have come out and said, it's got a lot of big problems in it meaning inaccuracies, not even just the editorial focus or anything like that, or the analysis, the actual factual errors in the 1619 Project are remarkable, but they're trying to pass a political narrative. It's not really about teaching the truth of our past. Well, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the primary author of the 1619 Project, the New York Times, which is supposed to be taught to your children in school, this woke madness is being institutionalized in educational across the country. Here's how she describes the effort to push back against the teaching of the 1619 Project. This is fundamentally a free speech issue. If you look at the rhetoric of uh, Senator McConnell and of state legislators all across the country that are trying to get bills passed to prohibit the teaching of the 1619 Project, it's not about the facts of history. It's about trying to prohibit the teaching of ideas that they don't like. So we, you know, I, I've been a little appalled by the silence uh, of free speech advocates as there these attempts to ban ideas from being taught in schools um, are being introduced all across the country. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, leftists like Nicole Hannah-Jones. This is about what we elevate. This is about what we're choosing to make central in the education of children. The same leftists who say that you can't have conservative speakers on a college campus because it gives them a platform, don't get to turn around and say, why are you trying to stop critical race theory from being in the curriculum of schools? We're using our free speech too. That's how this works. No one's saying that critical race theory is banned legally by the government. We're saying that it should not be taught in schools. The same way that they say creationism should not be taught in schools. Notice they have no principles. Notice it's all just whatever they can get away with, whatever serves their immediate interests of power. Other people are starting to figure this out, more and more Americans, and it could cost the left at the ballot box too. James Carville, still kicking around, spouting off about things. Here's what he says about the wokeness revolution that America is being dragged through right now. Is it possible that the, the, the votes that you lose because of the wokeness conversation are more than offset by those who are enthused by this kind of dialogue? No. It, and most of the people that are enthused by this kind of dialogue live in Boston or Manhattan or, or, or Washington. By the way, we're going to carry D.C. and New York and Massachusetts. We're not going to win an election in a faculty lounge. That's, that, that's, just, that's, that's just idiotic. And yet the faculty lounge seems to be running the Democratic Party. The most radical ideas of the left from 20, 30 years ago 
are not only mainstream on campuses and in corporations, and at the very height of the Democrat Party to include the handlers around Joe Biden who actually make all the decisions for him, but now as we see, they want to make sure that your kids are brainwashed with this garbage. But some people are saying, enough. Conservatives can't just sit back and allow things to happen anymore. Get active or lose. That's where we are. All right, we'll have more on the backlash against wokeness in America's schools with the First TV's Jesse Kelly, the man himself, right after this moment of commercials. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to do it on your own? I felt exactly the same way as you until about a year ago. I've always loved the idea of real estate investment, but how was I going to start investing in real estate without making some big rookie mistakes and, well, making sure that I do all the other stuff I've got going on, right? I'm busy, you're busy. Well, guess what? Then I met my friends at Done For You Real Estate. They took all of the guesswork out of it for me. They found me an awesome property. They rented it out for me right away. They got a tenant in the week that I actually took possession of the house. They manage the tenant for me now, and I get a check every month like clockwork. Every month. Don't wait another second to see if my buddies at Done For Your Real Estate can do for you what they did for me. That means picking the city, the house, setting you up with the right loan, setting you up with the management team, all of it. Go to doneforyoubuck.com to see how this works. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com today to begin your real estate investment journey. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Conservative families in South Lake, Texas, have successfully pushed back against critical race theory in their schools, winning a landslide victory in their local school board elections. But is it enough to simply hold the neo-Marxists at bay, or do conservative Americans need to be more proactive in influencing what is taught in our schools? Joining me now to help answer that question, we have the host of I'm Right here on The First TV, Mr. Jesse Kelly. Good to see you, buddy. What's going on? It's good to see you. I apologize to all the great listeners of Hold the Line for my camera shot today. We're having some technical difficulties, so you get the great me from my iPhone that's looking up my nose. I'm sorry. It's good. Now, now people think you're actually nine feet tall instead of seven, so that's the good news. But just we, we have a victory to celebrate here in, in a, a small scale, right? But Texas, 70-30, the school board of Southlake, which is a pretty nice suburb from what I understand, pretty upscale. Uh, they defeated the CRT commies, and it's a national news story, mostly because I think, Jesse, they don't want other people to think that this is okay and that they should do this too, which is exactly why they should. Yes, that's exactly right. And look, I, I don't want to downplay this. There's, there's enough. You and I have to talk about enough bad news every day right now, things that are getting ruined and cultural institutions that are getting destroyed. So when we have a moment where we have a nice victory, we need to celebrate it because, like you just said, everybody needs to go do likewise. Parents out there, many parents, do not want their kids taught that America sucks. Critical race theory is a disgusting, communist, America-hating ideology that's taught now in churches, it's taught in schools, it's taught in the military, and you should aggressively go after it. Parents should absolutely run for school board, 
take over school board and run this stuff out of your kids' lives, and it's poison. I think what we've also seen is that the conservative mindset that I would say of the 90s and into the early 2000s of, uh, you know, this sort of leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, you know, don't tread on me. They're treading on you. <laughs> they're, they're actually, wherever you are across the country, they are seeking you out to tread on every aspect of your freedom that they can. So to withdraw, I mean, I, I think the, the conservative mindset has had to have a shift in the last five or 10 years because we realize there is no place where you are safe from the leftist whether it's CRT tyranny or just a any of the stuff that we see now coming from these commies. So I, I believe it's the beginning of a change in the mentality. I believe so too. And I think you just hit on Buck, what in my opinion is the biggest mountain we have to climb on the right, which is a complete mindset change. I mean, full disclosure, as you well know, I, I am a mind your own business guy. I don't even do a celebrity gossip. Like I, I, I do not, I mind my own business. I expect you to mind your own business. I'm just out on all that. That is in general, the attitude on the right. I just want to live and let live. That cannot be your attitude going forward. That live and let live attitude is fine when you're not facing people who, who want to destroy you. We right now have the left, they've taken over every cultural institution. And the left does not passively sit on power. The left uses power. They're coming after you with it. You are going to have to develop teeth and get comfortable being uncomfortable or you're going to lose. The right has got to have teeth. And I see it to this day all over the place, Buck. I know you see it too with some of our friends in the pundit class, with some of our friends who are politicians. The second the right punches back in any way, they'll run out to the camera. I'm just really not comfortable with this. This isn't, this isn't really the small government way to go. That is why we've lost the culture to the dirty, disgusting commies in less than 100 years, that exact kind of attitude. The yes, right, this, if they're even presented with offense, it makes them, it gives them the willies. That's got yeah. to paint. We, we have been lulled into a, a conservative mass somnambulance. I mean, we, we are sleepwalking through the destruction of the country because people believe, well, if I show good faith, the other side will show good faith in return. If I don't try to force their hand on different issues or things, and I, I just sit around talking about freedom, talking about how much I want freedom, uh, but don't actually fight for freedom in any meaningful way, maybe they'll leave, maybe they'll leave me to my own devices. I, I think we've seen, whether it's in academia, and I don't just mean universities, down to nursery school now, down to kindergarten, all throughout corporate America, and of course, you know, the culture, Hollywood, social media giants, they're, they're deciding right now to go all in and we can either push back or we can let them steamroll us. I, I do not view there as being a third choice. There's not a third choice, but we had, we had a, I, I, I'll never get over this story. We had a, I think he was 11 year old drag queen, a little boy dressed up in drag not at some crazy college, not in some uh, weird bar in New York City somewhere. On Good Morning America, we had a little boy dressed up in drag come out dancing for the crowd, and the host sat there clapping. And on Good Morning America, here in the United States of America, this culture has gotten so out of control so fast that you cannot possibly be passive, and they're not going to slow down or stop. People, I want everyone to understand, unless you're comfortable getting peace, then that dancing on Good Morning America, you don't want to know what that is 10 years from now. You don't want to know what that turns into. That's where we're going. The, the time is now. Make them feel pain or they're going to wreck
You know, we have Ron DeSantis, who's been taking some action in his state as the governor to try to push back on wokeness, including critical race theory. We've seen this in some other states as well. Uh, Jesse, uh, Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, has also said he's not going to accept capital uh, or accept donations rather from corporations. Capital, I guess, would be donations too uh, from their PACs. Do you think that the, the GOP is finally at, at the political level understands that they're just signing on for their destruction unless they take action here? I think they're starting to understand, Buck. I mean, eventually when you get beaten up by the base long enough, you're going to start listening. And look, part of it too is the spineless losers, the Jeff Blakes and people like that, they're getting bounced out of office. So we're losing the spineless ones. The more bold ones are getting in. So it's just we're, 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 we're emboldening our rank simply by who's getting elected and who's losing elections. Yeah, that is the future now. The truth is the leftists, the Democratic Party, they run every part of the system now. They are the, the, the party of big corporations. The Republican Party is the party of the working man. And that's if we have a chance at taking back power, that's how we're going to do it. Just real quick, Jesse, uh, what would be the one thing that you'd want to see conservatives take action on individually? I mean, now uh, going forward, I mean, if you could get people to do what is, is it run for school board? Is it what do we stop buying from Amazon or whatever? You know, oh, I thought you just nailed it. Be more purposeful with where you spend and don't spend your money. And I don't expect anybody to be perfect, perfect on this. I'm not. It's hard when they control everything. When you can shop at small business, when you can turn off that sports league that hates your freaking guts, stop funding the people who are purposely wrecking your country and hate your guts. Jesse Kelly, everybody stay around here. We'll have Jesse Kelly on just a bit on the first TV with I'm right. Jesse, thanks so much, man. Good to see you. See you, boss. New York State inches toward reopening as Governor Andrew Cuomo continues to deflect and deny in his nursing home scandal. We got more on that with radio talk show host on WORNYC, Mark Simone, when we come back. Hey, I've warned you about home title theft. That's where cyber thieves remove you from your home's title and become the owner. I said, you better get home title locked because it's coming, the big breach. Well, if you're on Facebook, it's already here. Facebook had 500 million accounts exposed to cyber thieves, and according to a retired FBI cybercrime expert, everything thieves need to take over as the new owner of your home was leaked. Name, address, personal information, it's out. The thief forges your signature on a quitclaim deed stating you sold your home to him. He'll leave you in debt or have you evicted. Do what I did. Protect your home's title with Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high-risk breach. Again, go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use that promo code radio. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code radio for 30 free days of protection while this breach period is going on. Turns out Governor Cuomo's nursing home cover-up was bigger than we'd thought. The New York Times reported that on top of blocking health officials from telling the truth, his senior staffers also quashed a scientific paper that reported the true fatality total in New York. Is the embattled governor's run going to be coming to an end? Uh, we'll see. Here to discuss, Mark Simone, host uh, from 10 a.m. to noon on 710WOR in NYC. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. So we have Cuomo was securing a uh, seven-figure book deal, and he was suppressing. We already know he was lying, right? But the latest is that 
he was lying even worse than we thought he was for a longer time. Is that pretty much what's going on? Yeah, even for him, it was a lot of lying. It was a major book deal. A guy like that, first-time author, governor, doesn't get four or five million for a book. He got that, which, by the way, is a way to pass money to a sitting governor when you're doing business in New York State. You're the publisher. And he wanted to make sure the book deal went through, so he was covering up like crazy that uh, 15,000 people were dead in the nursing homes. He, by fudging all the numbers, saying it was a hospital death, not a nursing home death, he somehow got it down to five or 6,000. He's now blaming the whole thing on Donald Trump in today's news conference. He said it was a Trump investigation, the Trump Justice Department, Trump was after him. Uh, and of course, that's not the case. It was the thousands of families who were uh, just shattered by this, who started this, uh, this clamor for this investigation. I know Democrats in New York, your home state and mine, are willing to believe a lot, especially as they walk around in Central Park with two masks on outside still and everything else. Like we, we know that there's a lot that they will abide by because their side tells them to. But I mean, blaming Trump isn't isn't the, the AG, Leticia James of New York State, looking into this? I mean, aren't these now just facts when we're talking about the suppression of the truth? I mean, is are Cuomo's lies just becoming pathetic in that they don't work? Or is he still managing, you know, are his numbers still looking pretty good among Democrats? No, his numbers are bad. And he will be caught in the federal investigation, U.S. Attorney's Office, Letitia James. They'll prove he covered it up. They'll prove he obstructed. There's no question about it. He's doing a, a George Costanza. Remember the Seinfeld episode where George had to teach the secret of lying? And he said, if you believe it, it's not a lie. So Cuomo in some psychotic kind of way has convinced himself that everything he's saying is true. And he says it with such ferocity and passion that it looks believable, even though there's no chance on earth he's telling the truth in this. It's pretty amazing. There's some Machiavellian stuff he does. I know recently he called for a press conference. Where was it? Out in Buffalo or something? But yeah. no, nobody had any notice of this. So instead of having the Albany press corps, who are all Democrats, but at least, you know, they, they do this for a job. You know, you had like the the local, you know, Buffalo Times Tribune political reporter showing up who just gets manhandled by him. So, I mean, his ruthlessness, he, he does act a bit like a like an amoral Italian, uh, you know, prince in the in the 16th century. We have to give him credit for that, at least. Well, they always used to call him Emperor Cuomo, King Cuomo. He, uh, he just dictates all this stuff. Uh, today's briefing. He put up this thing. He said the three things you judge New York by. This is what New York has to have. Be clean, be safe, and economically competitive. So if those are the three metrics, he's the worst governor in history. The biggest crime spike ever. It's filthy. And the worst taxes ever. And everybody's leaving. So by his own definition, he stinks. He also, add, there's a whole other layer here. It's one thing to hide your numbers as a public official because of politics and you don't want the heat, which is bad enough. But with the $4 million book deal... Now it's almost like you're, you're, well, it is, like you're hiding it as well because you want a big payoff, so you don't want the public to know what you're really doing. Whole thing's a mess. Gotta ask you, do you think that, uh, that, is there any turning of opinion in Albany among Democrats in the state legislature for any kind of action, though? It feels like you have, you know, national-level Democrats, Schumer and others have said a few nasty things about him. The only guy who really seems to go after him, though, is de Blasio. Well, a lot of people think he's okay now. He got through it because it got quiet. It got quiet. This is the lull between two storms. It may be quiet on the front pages in the in the news, but 
behind the scenes, there are 30 people testifying at the Attorney General's office. The Eastern District uh, U.S. Attorney's office is working hard. They're compiling a, a, a massive investigation. The Attorney General's report will be devastating, not only on the lying about the nursing home, but the sexual harassment stuff. Uh, the legislature, they're using him right now because he, he's in a hostage situation. He has to do whatever they tell him. Now, a week or two ago, they took away his emergency powers, overruled him on things. He sat there quietly, but no, it's the lull between the two storms. The next one will be huge and probably take him out. Now, we have rising crime, and this is a nationwide story that New York is, is a part of in the sense that we can see the numbers in New York for the last 12 months for homicides very similar to what you have in pretty much every other major city in the country. I think actually in every major city in the country, Chicago, Los Angeles, I mean, you name it. Uh, you, you have huge spikes, 30, 40% uh, in homicides and shootings. And in your market, it seems like at the national level, there's no discussion of this. And the New York media seems to not talk about it very much. I mean, we have the worst murder rate in over 20 years in America, nationwide and in our biggest city, and I barely ever see stories about it. What's going no, on? And it, it's, this is different. Chicago always had a crime problem. It just got a little worse. Minneapolis, always, all these cities always had crime problems. And it got worse. New York was totally safe. It was the safest big city in America. We had Bill Bratton. We had Ray Kelly. It was perfect. So to take this and get this out of control is a real tragedy. We've had the biggest crime spike in history. We had dozens and dozens of shootings in the last couple of weeks. We've never had this. It's been years, decades. Uh, since we've done this. So, you know, I mean, if if you were Bin Laden and you were looking to destroy New York, all you had to do is find Cuomo and de Blasio. I got, I got a theory I want to pose to you, and that is that I think that they're, one of the reasons the media doesn't cover it, obviously Biden, Democrat, they're covering from in that regard. But one of the reasons why you don't hear more about this is they're also trying to figure out a narrative where it's not in any way tied to the BLM riots and everything we saw last summer. Because if anyone looks at a chart, they'll see that right around May, June of 2020 was when things really took off. I mean, you have a lot of cities where you had a 50, 60, 70% increase in murders starting right around then. And it's key, it, it keeps going. Philadelphia, Mark, our neighbor down to the south, they're on track already this year to have the most murders in the history of the city. And I think that one of the reasons they won't touch this is because they can't even think of the BS left-wing reason why it's happening. So what are they going to say? Well, yeah, yeah, the other thing is those riots, first of all, you had defund the police, hold back the police, restrict the police, and that let it get a little... When, yeah, when all those tied riots together. Occurred, yeah. yeah, but when those riots happened and Cuomo and other guards didn't send in the National Guard, that's when it all fell apart. That's when they knew these politicians were too scared to send the police in, send the National Guard in, no matter what they did. That's when all, all hell broke loose. You know, these terrible Asian attacks in New York, whatever that underlying problem was, it all of a sudden boiled over because they realized nothing would get these cops out. Nothing would send the National Guard out. Every criminal, every bad guy of every kind was emboldened by that, those riots last summer. Gavin Newsom, he might go, but you know it's going to be a Democrat who ends up winning in California, the governor's race. Any real chance you might have a Republican starting in 2022 in the governor's chair? Yeah. Anything can happen, you know, and uh, Rudy Giuliani lost when he ran in 89 and they he was on track to lose again in 93. But it was just like this very dangerous crime was out of control. And it was something the polls couldn't measure. People of all neighborhoods, every economic group, every ethnic group, 
They, they were scared. They wanted protection. They wanted the police back. So this may be going on under the radar and no poll is picking this up. So this could change everything, not to mention taxes and all of that. Even most Democrats quietly may just uh, pull the other lever this time. Radio host Mark Simone of uh, 710WOR. Mark, good to see you, man. Thanks for the expertise. Thanks. President Joe Biden's ignoring revised CDC guidelines and continuing to wear a mask outdoors. So what kind of message is he sending to the nation? The New York Post, Carol Markowitz is going to talk about mask mania. Stay with us. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Look, you and I took our masks off when I came in because look at the distance we are. But if we were, in fact, sitting there talking to one another close, I'd have my mask on, and I meant you'd have a mask, even though we've both been vaccinated. And so it's, it's, it's a small precaution to take that has a profound impact. It's a patriotic responsibility, for God's sake. No, it's really not. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's not a patriotic responsibility. Anyway, President Biden sending uh, mixed messages at best as he continues to wear a mask outdoors, despite new CDC guidelines saying it's really not necessary for vaccinated people. When is the madness going to end? And also, when are they going to stop doing this to kids, which I want to get into. Here to weigh in, New York Post columnist Carol Markowitz. Carol, good to see you. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, Let's start with Biden. Yeah. I think it's very clear to everybody at this point that now now that we, we had to sit through a year and change of finger wagging over, it's what the CDC says, shut up and do what the CDC says. And now it's, well, no, we just want to be safer even than what the CDC says. Oh. Yeah, and and, you know, what does the CDC say? They change their mind constantly. I mentioned in my column today that on a Friday, they said that pregnant women should get vaccinated. And then on Monday, they walked that back to pregnant women could get vaccinated. I mean, if I'm a pregnant woman who got vaccinated over that weekend, I'm like, what What just happened? Uh, should I have got vaccinated or not? So uh, the CDC guidance should be treated as, you know, bad advice at best, but I, I think they should be completely ignored at this point. They have been politicized, completely inept organization for the past, you know, year plus. I think also it's important for everyone to understand that what they've been referring to as the science is actually a bunch of people who work for the government in public health, which is generally not where the top science geniuses go. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, And they sit in a room and they look at data sets, different, sometimes models, which can be crap, or just, you know, they'll look at some numbers on one thing, some numbers on another thing. And then they say, this is what we think is reasonable. Somehow that has been translated into the science. Right. And again, going back to like things that CDC has reversed itself on, at one point, they, CDC head Walensky said that schools should be in session. Then the Biden administration forced her to sit down with the teachers unions and Randy Weingarten, and she came out of it saying, well, maybe schools shouldn't be in session. So here's, here's where we are. Oh, also the White House threw her under the bus for that, for that original statement saying she was talking in her personal, personal capacity. capacity. I remember that. Yeah. Best, best line ever. Uh, but so, you know, do you believe the CDC? Well, like which CDC, which day? I, I don't know. 
Right, and it's all it's all treated though like the equivalent of of health policy maker ex cathedra, yeah. right? For those of us who are Catholics, like this this is infallible. It may change tomorrow, and as you point out, it does. But it cannot it cannot be talked about. It cannot be challenged. I, I would just also I would say to everybody, um, the children masking thing is yeah. where for a lot of folks now the rubber really meets the road. I know you're writing about this that people think that their two and three year olds outside should right. be masked while they're engaged in, well, any activity, but generally, you know, the play activities, running around, doing things. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I think this is like a form of child abuse. And I, I know that people get mad when I say that, but I do. Yeah, it's horrible. And none of these people would ever have to do it themselves, right? So back to CDC guidelines, they last week came out and said that both vaccinated and unvaccinated people don't need to wear a mask outside. Then they released guidance for camps and said um, ca camp counselors do need to wear a mask as well as campers. So even if even if the counselors vaccinated, so which is it, you know? Um, and it's just it's terrible because none of the CDC people making these guidelines seem to even be aware of what happens at a day camp. Maybe they've never even like heard of it or seen it on TV, but um, they would never be able to do wearing a, a mask all day through a day camp day. It's crazy. Uh, you have the White House, when asked about why, taking it to the far other end of the age spectrum, Joe Biden, uh, mm -hmm. why Biden is still wearing masks all the time. This is what they say. We do take some extra precautions for him because he is the president of the United States. But I would say that people should follow the CDC guidelines and they should take advantage of getting the vaccine getting fully vaccinated and taking that mask off. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, you know, carnival of mixed messages from that White House. It's just been completely, you know, one day he says one thing, another day he says another thing. One day he walked out with, with you know, with a mask on, took it off, and he was asked why he did that. And he said, so everybody could watch him put it back on when he gets indoors. If you're vaccinated, it's over. The pandemic is over for you. So if the White House had said that, I feel like more people would want to be vaccinated. What they're doing right now, get vaccinated and have nothing change in your lives whatsoever. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's really motivation for a lot of people. A, a year ago as well, if anyone had said we would have vaccines with up to 95% efficacy and yeah. we would still have all the mitigation measures in place, the, we, you know, the people that said that that was the mentality would be shouted down. Oh, you're being, you know, you're being, uh, that, that's not true. That's they won't, yeah. you know, just like when I used to say they're going to tell you double masking. And all I got was hate from liberals. No one's ever going to say it's double masking. Why are you so stupid? None of them yeah. wrote to me afterwards when Fauci mysteriously discovered the new data on double masking to say, wow, how'd you see this coming? Uh, but, you know, that, I guess that's to be expected. But here's Biden in December on schools. I want to ask you about that as well. It should be a national priority to get our kids back into school and keep them in school. If states and cities put strong public health measures in place that we all follow, then my team will work to see that a majority of our schools can be open by the end of my first 100 days. Hmm. Are all yeah. schools going to be open in person, full time in America this fall, Carol? Uh, no, they're not. Um, they're not. And I, as I've been saying for 
you know, months and months and months now, if your school is not open today or even a month ago, then there's a very good chance that they don't open in September. I don't see what changes between now and then. Um, if the CDC maintains its three feet distancing rule, which by the way, changes to six feet for lunch, which is impossible for some, so many schools to achieve. Of it's course, all of so course, stupid. It, it's all just, so dumb, go ahead. So if that's the case, I don't see how New York City schools reopen. So right now, um, most elementary schools in New York City have reopened for five day, five day a week education. So people are saying, oh, well then in September, it'll surely be open. But 60% of New York City kids are still remote. In September, they likely won't be. When that 60% wants back into the system, there's no way to do three foot distancing. Have you been in a New York City classroom? They sit like right on top of each other. There's just no way. Unless we build a whole, you know, double the buildings, it's, it's just not possible. We just have to keep pushing on the absurdity and hope that more people realize that Fauciism is destructive <laughs> lunacy and that Democrats need to, this is not about Trump anymore, folks. It really isn't. Right. We, we, we're past that. Uh, but anyway, Carol, thanks for the work you do. Go Thank check out her latest at NewYorkPost.com. Good to see you. Good to see you too. After the break, the CIA is woke. You're not going to believe the recruitment video the country's premier intelligence agency recently put out. We'll have it for you in Quick Hits. We're living in very uncertain times, and being prepared for the unknown is more important than ever. I'm sure you've noticed the world we live in today is anything but predictable. The government is passing massive spending bills. The Federal Reserve is printing trillions of dollars of fiat currency. And many experts are predicting inflation could run rampant in the coming months. That could spell disaster for the dollars in your bank account. We can all benefit from something a little more reliable right about now. Well, what could be more reliable than real gold and silver? I'm talking about actual gold and silver that you could hold right in your hands. Call the Oxford Gold Group now. Learn how easy it is to get real gold and silver sent securely directly to your home or how you can have real gold and silver placed in your IRA or 401k. Just call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and ask for your free guide on owning gold and silver. Again, call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-600-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Call them right now, 833-600-GOLD. One more time, that's 833-600-G-O-L-D. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CIA goes woke and the best Fauci impression I've ever seen, other than mine, of course. We got those stories in quick hits. Let's get to it. Let's be quick about it. Uh, so the CIA, I used to work at the CIA, very familiar with the organization, at least I was. And it has had a leftward tilt for a long time, particularly among the analyst cadre. You have a lot of very left-wing people, you know, a lot of... Uh, climate change alarmists running around that building, you know, Hillary and Biden and Bernie voters. A, a pretty solid big majority, I'd say, of the building is, uh, is Democrat. And that's true across the intelligence community more generally. 
But to give you a sense of just how progressive, woke, diversity and inclusion obsessed the premier intelligence agency of the United States government is, here's an official PSA they put out. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. Mm -hmm. um, we don't care. I mean, good for her, I guess, but I, I don't care. You don't care. Why does the CIA think anyone? Oh, that's right. Virtue signaling from a massive federal bureaucracy. Does she need to share with us that she's been diagnosed with a mental health issue? I, I, I mean, I'm very sympathetic to that, but why is this in a PSA? What does this have to do with stealing secrets from China and making sure that we can find and kill terrorists before they kill us? Because that's the kind of stuff you want the CIA doing. Oh, and preventing them from stealing our secrets, too. Haven't done a very good job about that, have we? Yeah, but now let's focus on um, diversity and inclusion rhetoric. That's really going to put the Russians and the Chinese on their back feet, make them really scared of what's going to happen. Anyway, on to a happier, better thing here. As you know, I have a Fauci impression because he's from New York. He actually went to my high school and, you know, he talks about mitigation and he talks about the numbers and U-M-B-U-H, number. He's a Brooklyn guy, went to Regis, went to my high school. So he's a New York guy. So I understand the accent a little. He's got the gravelly tone, you know, and when you look at the data, you get it, right? There's somebody out there who also has a pretty damn good Fauci. And I respect his game. Tyler Fish, a comedian on TikTok. Enjoy. I'd say even if you live alone, I would wear a mask in the house, especially in the shower, because frankly, droplets can make the way through the drain and come up through somebody else's toilet, infecting them with COVID through the anus. Uh, ballpark in two to five to 20 years, we can start thinking about considering the idea of pondering, the thought of conceptualizing, the possibility of maybe, perhaps, reopening, but probably not. I would avoid having any fun whatsoever in the near to far future. I mean, the distillation of the essence of Fauciism in one, whatever that was, 30 or 40 second clip. All you have to do is watch that guy. I know, I know he's a comedian. He's probably left wing. Who cares? That one clip is Dr. Fauci in a nutshell. And what we've all been forced to sit through, all the stupidity we've been forced to just, just say, oh, sure, that's fine, that's great, for such a long time, finally, someone else out there gets it that uh, Fauci has been a huge failure in all of this and has been an enormous problem for people. And uh, I don't know, I, the guy should have been fired two months into the pandemic. Biden, supposed to be a moderate. 
And you'd think that one of the most important parts of being a so-called moderate, he's not a moderate at all, it's a left-wing administration, as you know, but you'd think that one of the more important parts of this would be not using the law enforcement of the federal government, not using the Department of Justice as a political weapon. You know, you don't send men with guns into somebody's home to send a message about how you don't like who they voted for or you don't like where they were protesting. But this administration does that. Just let's deal with facts. Uh, you, have the, uh, you have a couple in Alaska who had seven armed FBI agents break into their home, kick in their door, saying, you, madam, for three hours they interrogated them. You were in the Capitol. Turns out, no, she wasn't. They have a photo of a woman who doesn't really look like her, but they thought looked enough like her that they went to go get her anyway. And this is going to happen a lot more because the administration's leaning into this Stasi-like surveillance state. Here you go. The Biden administration is considering using outside firms to track extremist chatter by Americans online, an effort that would expand the government's ability to gather intel, but could draw criticism over surveillance of citizens. Yes. Notice they have a big photo there of the Capitol Hill riot on January 6th, because that's the biggest, the, the most serious threat that we have to deal with uh, in this country right now is a bunch, here you go, a bunch of people um, having a riot where they run into the Capitol building one time, they broke the law, it was bad, but they weren't overthrowing the government, they didn't kill any cops, that was all a lie. So yeah, here we are, get ready for it. They're, they're now gonna start having private firms don't they already have that? I think they're called Google, Facebook, and Twitter. They'll do the bidding of the Democrats. They do the bidding of the Democrats with the suppression that they have going on day in and day out. One other thing that was interesting that came up over the weekend, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor of California. Sports hero, um, now kind of media icon of sorts, you know, or you know, celebrity, I should say, celebrity. Uh, here, here Caitlyn Jenner comes out talking about biological boys and girls sports and as a transgender individual caitlin jenner not taking the preferred left-wing line this is a question of fairness that's why i oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school it just isn't fair and we have to protect girl sports in our but, school but, but it just isn't fair. Correct. Some sanity from uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Maybe, maybe uh, Caitlyn will make quite a run for the governorship after all. That's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly up next. Shields high.